0: Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team, cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsports. Hello everyone,
1: welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 4, season 23. Yes, season 23 is, uh, we're almost at that midpoint. Thank you, by the way, to the people so far uh, who've emailed in their answers for the classic Kielder competition, play your cars right, which we will talk about towards the end of the podcast. Um, I'm still, I haven't got the answers yet. Um, just to give everybody some idea, I haven't got the answers, and I don't know the answers, so uh, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. So um, bribery and corruption in this competition. Um, while people have offered certain things, uh, I can't help you. I'm really, really sorry. Um, anyway, um, one man that did kind of get close to it was our own Bob the Builder, Ryan Champion. Hello.
2: Hello. Well, I, and I'm open to bribery and corruption. You know, if I do find a, a brown envelope through the uh, through the letterbox,
1: well, um, we know you are. Uh, I know you are and and you know we're, we're going to talk portugal now portugal uh evokes all those images of the of the, the, the the crowds just just parting in the ways as, as, as the rally cars come through and i can imagine that is something that john Desbert is quite used to when he goes to one of the after rally parties i can imagine a room parting the way those iconic images uh of rally cars happened back in the day john when you go to r- after rally party
0: yeah, you're absolutely right. The crowd used to part when I walked through it because no one wanted to be seen with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you see, I always think I wasn't I wasn't going in that direction. I was thinking, you know, room on the dance floor and all that, you know, John screwing oh, yeah. his stuff, doing his moves.
0: Definitely used to part on the dance floor there. Best uh, after rally party certainly Cyprus, uh, not Portugal. Didn't do Portugal in the early noughties because of all that rain in two thousand whenever it was two thousand one. But the best rally party I would say would have to be Cyprus in the big hotel, when four fans uh, came, picked me up, took a leg or an arm each, carried me fully clothed down to the sea mm. and threw me in.
1: Yeah, what year was that, John? Uh, you know, I'd
0: say two thousand three. 2003, 2004. And we used to go to Limassol, and it was based out of Limassol. Yeah. And we used to go to Rosio Grady's old time music hall, where they had um, karaoke. Yeah, that was.
1: I, one of I can remember. And this is I wasn't going to go here, but ironically, um, Cyprus again. I can remember being out there with another another quite known, well known rally driver at the time that I was working with, and we were looking after some potential sponsors who directed us to go to um, this club that they'd found, um, and it turned out to be called the Privy Club. Oh, so yeah. it, it doesn't take a, a great deal of working out. No. And we went there on their recommendation, and um, very quickly we figured out what the Privy Club was and, yeah. and how all of a sudden buying a glass of champagne for somebody suddenly became somewhere in the region of 100 euros uh or whatever it was at the time and we 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 tried to make our way out and um some rather large men tried to cover all the exits and i can remember we bolted and we ran and ran and ran and uh, it was the last time we ever went to the privy club in cyprus and i won't name him uh, because like me he's married now and i realized i've just got myself into trouble so moving on anyway so (laughs) <laughs> it was before my darling wife. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so um Portugal, uh, Ryan Champion. Um we're we're back and I've just used that word which if anybody can come up with right a word that will replace iconic because I don't know what it is. It's almost like pandemic. I'm 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 sick of hearing that. I want another word for that. But iconic almost feels like it's overused.
0: Is that Jim Rockford.
1: Yeah. <laughs> almost feels like yeah, it was Files. Um, It almost feels like it's overused. So have we got have we got another option? Have we legendary, got another, legendary. Thank you. That'll do. That'll
0: yeah. do. Uh, um, le- a good word for Portugal might be heritage. Okay. When people uh, talk about what has this got, do you think what is it part of the character that you like? Well, this has heritage. Heritage, yeah. It yeah. does. Just, because that could be seen as a criticism of events that are coming into the calendar now which really recently have proved themselves to be sensational including the last one I thought, which don't have heritage, but this one definitely does. Do
1: you know what John, you've just spun something, right, I watched the preview show the other night uh, on, on, on All Live mm. and uh, um, it reminded me of you know some of the classic incidents in Portugal and things like that, but and I agree with you. The new events that have come into the calendar recently are great, but I did, and I'm going to come to you now, right? I did get a bit of a warm, fuzzy feeling thinking Portugal. It's yeah. it's one of those events, right? It's one oh, of yeah. those events. Uh, absolutely. What um, as
2: John just said? It has got heritage. I mean, I uh, I did what I do when we talk about these things, and I had a quick look at uh, our friends on EWRC at uh, at the Rally Portugal Hall of Fame, and uh, it, as you said, it's it's. Uh, uh, just a, a classic round of the World Rally Championship, and and so many stories from it. You know, back to the uh, the Hannu Mikkelsen, the Michel Moutons, the Walter Rolls, that, that kind of vintage. Um, and actually, it, it's not a rally that's well. I say it isn't equal, but. We get used to most of the rallies that have been won the most times by a Sebastian. Well, equal with Sebastian Auger is Marco Alain still. So there, there is still some, uh, uh, yes, yeah, some heritage to this rally. And uh, and interestingly, um, I notice over the last three years we've had uh, our last three years. It's run. Obviously, it didn't run last year. We've had a, a Tanak win and a Neville win and a an Auger win.
1: OK, OK. Yeah. Um, John, if it- Tanak for Smeek win,
2: but I, I'm not sure he's going to win this year. I don't <laughs> think he will
1: unless unless there's Where's he from again, John? <laughs> uh
0: let me get this right. He's from uh let me think he's from Dungannon. Are you from, sure? From Northern Ireland and the United Kingdom.
1: Yeah, you you, you you have to think about that. Normally it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah,
0: it did do. I used to have to make sure I've got enough time at the end of the round <laughs> to get that. Porter would be looking at me with that kind of look over the top of his glasses, because he does wear glasses in the commentary box, to say, "Will you just hurry up, please. Just get Uh, it in. Say the line. I was only paying tip tribute to that part of the world until Chris Meek, I think I can say this now, said to me once, I think it was in Spain about three years ago, can you stop saying I'm from Dungannon? I said, but you are. He said, no, my accountant says, will you please stop telling people I'm from Dungannon? I said, why? He said, because I live in Andorra now. And I I stood up, shook his hand and said, Chris well done, because there's only one reason why you go to Android.
1: Absolutely, there is. Absolutely, there is. Um, moving away from anything that could possibly get us into trouble, of course, um, I want to talk about um, the Pirelli tyre. Um, I'll come to you first, Ryan Champion, a man who's got a lot more experience than both John and I of, of any tyre, let alone a Pirelli tyre. This is the first outing Um on gravel this year for them with the big boys, as it were um, as the control tire. Um, there's been some concerns. We've seen images of, of, of the ground, you know, looking a little bit sodden, It's fair to say. Um, and I think everybody was kind of working towards perhaps of having, you know, a dry, dusty, hard compound tire. But, you know, there's a couple of the drivers already float, floated the idea that perhaps they need some more softs. But uh, again, I'm still in the realms of, I think this, is I think, one of the deciding factors in this rally is going to be tyres and it is going to be the tyre wear. Uh,
2: yeah, and and as you said, if if you've got a tyre that um, is, well, well, firstly, that you don't know that well yet, and then it's operating maybe outside of its its normal window, then then tyre wear is going to be difficult to gauge. So, uh, just, yeah. You,
1: right, and, and in all seriousness, just stop there. Just explain that term you've just used of operating outside of its normal window.
2: Well, if you've got, uh, you know, let's say that um, the the temperature. Well, like you said already, it's uh, it is it has been wet. There's been there's been some some images of, of horrible muddy sections in the stages. I, I'm not sure what the forecast is, but for argument's sake, it is it is muddy. But then somebody decides that they want to take the so therefore they want to take the soft tyre but it dries up in that loop um they, they probably don't have a lot of information for how long that tyre is likely to last if that mud has dried up again so it might be that um you know that that tyre would last perfectly well if it was muddy but as soon as it dries out it disintegrates very quickly so that isn't information at the minute that they've got to fall back on yes they might have experienced it in testing but again Um, The chances of having changing conditions on on different compounds of tyre at at this stage is probably unlikely. So, um,
0: yeah, like I said. Junior school question. uh, That's me, Desborough, back in the class, class 3C of the Bash Street kids. (laughs) the The construction of the tyre, the way it's built, will that be identical to the Michelin? Or will Pirelli have done something different, more contemporary?
2: And no, it'll be different, and and obviously all these companies have have their own secrets. And in the same way that a, a Hyundai is, is built different to a Toyota, the, there will be different construction methods in there. The the compounds will be will be slightly different. So you know the actual rigidity of the tire will, will be different, and as I said, the the rubber on the tire will be different as well. So it's it's something each. Manufacturer will keep secret to them, and uh, as much as uh, I'm sure, um, Pirelli had a look at a few Michelin's, and there, there was a well-known tyre company
0: that <laughs> set up
2: in China not that long ago that um, allegedly shipped shipped out quite a lot of tyres to China just to have a look at what the uh, competition had, had been doing.
0: No, I've just got out, um, yeah, okay.
2: But uh, it still doesn't tell you how they, the, you know, how they why they ended up with that product. So yes, you can sometimes see what they've done, but it doesn't tell you why they've done it. So no, every, every tire is independent and they'll all perform differently.
0: Can Desborough back of the class again, can I ask another question? Um, this is the first rally, is it not, this year where actually most people know the stages because we've had so many well we've had so many new stages which to me is fantastic because i think the word person who wins this year will be the driver with the best who is the best driver rather than the best has the best memory i've said that before uh, but this time they will be referring i would guess to previous experience or does that make it even more difficult they go oh bit, we'll it'll be okay here when we did this on the Michelin, it would be like that
2: um uh no i think i mean obviously like, like we just talked about that the cars will be slightly different one tire to another but then the cars are slightly different in the two years that uh we've had since since they were last there but i mean for me personally going back to stages you've done before was always easier um it, it's easier if you have some nuts to, to work from rather than starting afresh once again so uh, and uh, you know this is it, it It's a good point you make there because with all the new events, obviously it's a clean sheet of paper, but we've heard this before um, about how difficult it is for drivers to get up to speed. I mean, we talk about Chris Meek. This was something Chris touched on a few times that, well, yeah, OK, I have a lot of experience in the World Rally Championship, but I've only come to this rally for the third time or whatever it might have been. Um, Some of the the established drivers, particularly the Augers and now, I guess, the the Tanaks and the uh, (laughs) Neville, they've been going to these rallies year in, year out now. And, and we'll know most of the stages very, very well. I haven't compared it to the last couple of years it's run, but um, that that is an advantage over some of the newcomers, if you like, uh, uh, Cali Pera, for example. <laughs>
0: But you see, Tony, if, if I might, my uh, current best memory of Portugal is Voit Tannac running towards the fireman, grabbing the hose off him, whenever that was, uh, 2018. Uh, 18, Eighteen. Grabbing yeah. the hose off him, running down that ravine where the inferno that had been Hayden Padden's uh, Hyundai was turning into, you know, molten metal. Grab it and try to put out the back of his Fiesta, desperate <laughs> to, try, to to. to put it out and get it back to the service part. But I suppose the way he managed to when he was in Mexico and he chucked it in water. That was, uh, that's my overriding memory of Portugal in in recent years. As well as Chris Chris Meek chucking it off on that big right hand, left hander. Um, those, Those are the memories. Those are the pictures that are in my mind on Portugal.
1: But, you know, I had lots of memories, and now there's one that is, is firmly buried. And, you know, um, well, listen, we all watch all live and everything else. Of course, I, I mentioned before we watched the previous show. I genuinely forgot about Yari Matty's accident until yes. it was. And okay. that, now that is. You know, in all seriousness, I made reference to it at the top, but, you know, I can remember watching lots of videos when I was a kid and, you know, Group B and everything else and the partner, the crowds, da 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 da. Yeah, it, it, it's well covered. And a lot of that footage always seems to be Portugal. Um, and TAP, when it was sponsored by TAP, which is Air Portugal, uh, when I first started in the industry I work in, I was forever trying to get um, TAP to give me free tickets to fly out to Portugal. They never, ever did, just for the record. Um and um and, and they were you were it's a
2: bribery and corruption ha.
1: um ha. Ha. at the right price oh. <laughs> at the right price right but i forgot yeah genuinely just how bad that accident yeah. was and how bad that car and you know i know it's the cars now on display up at m sport but that is quite literally the quintessential triggers brush uh, scenario and for our overseas listeners uh, that makes reference to the fact that um there was a a, a very very well known sitcom in the uk which is only fields and horses uh, and uh the brush in question was uh, he's had a brush for twenty odd years but i 've only replaced the head four times and the the shaft of the brush ten times obviously quite a very very different brush yeah. and i can't I would love to know what 's left from that car yeah that now sits on that plate Ryan champion <laughs> <laughs>
2: um well the the answer is probably not an awful lot but it's still part of the history of that car so uh it's like you say i mean it's often referred to in, in rally car terms because uh, you know body shells are consumable um they they do get changed engines are consumable and uh you know a rally car does does go through a hard life um so they they have parts changed but i think i think there was actually um uh, without getting off topic, but there was a test case on this once about one of the Le Mans Bentleys that went to auction for millions of pounds. And somebody said, well, that's not that car because, you know, the, uh, the chassis was changing, whatever, and the engine was changing, whatever, but they could prove uh, the, the constant history of that car. And, and so the judge ruled it was still that car because they could prove it had evolved, but it was a competition car and it still had con- continuous history.
1: Yeah. I it's just for the record, completely unrelated, but my Group M Fiesta ST that I bought from M Sport in 2010, when I sold it, the only thing that genuinely remained from that car was one backlight lens and one quarter lighter glass.
0: But that's what that was it. That's what made it. And it, <laughs> for judgment of rule that that was authentic and
1: original. <laughs> Honestly, it's very true. Very true story. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that accident, by the way, was in 2016. Um, of, uh, not 2018 I was just I was just looking at uh, the fiery exits of Padden and Tanak um on, 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 online then as we were speaking so uh, that was 2016. That's it,
0: that's it. yeah 2018
1: 20... Chris's final uh Citroen rally that's it is that and that's the one where Chris went off as well wasn't it? that was that that was that horrible accident yeah. that Chris had. Frightening accident yeah 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 very much so very much so um just with regards to, I'm going to dip back to cut towards tyres just a little bit, and I'll come to you first, uh, Rye. On this, is that you know road position? We're now back in the realms of road position with gravel, um, and I just wonder, um, is there a is there a, a tiny window to use the term that you've just used for tyres? Is there a tiny window as well with road position um, with regards to? Um, uh, obviously you don't want it too wet because you know the stages are going to cut up it's too dry it's going to be too dusty is there a tiny window where just a tiny bit of moisture a tiny bit of moisture and it kind of dials out any disadvantage you being first on the road um
2: a hmm. uh, difficult one to answer because it it, it it, you then get into what the surface is like i mean yes like you say in in theory if there's a bit of um, a bit of dampness it, it binds the surface together and it certainly minimizes uh the you know the negative effects of running first on the road but you still get some uh, some loose gravel so I, it still tends to depend on the stage and, and on the day like you say if it's uh, if it's too wet the stage can cut up and then you're at a disadvantage further down but still first car if it's if it's if it's damp, but just slightly damp, you still get the loose gravel to uh, to deal with. So, yeah, it, it depends on the day. But um, just to, to, to go back a little bit onto what I said, it actually looks like it's going to be dry for the uh, for the rest of the week.
1: But looking at how wet are some of those... I don't know whether you've seen these images, yeah, John, I did, but... I yeah, but uh, John, I don't know whether you've seen it as well. You know, you made reference to the fact that you know there was a bit of a washout a few years ago. I seen one image and it looked absolutely sodden, and you just think, yeah, that's just uh, it's like a quagmire.
0: Uh, I suppose it depends how much of the stage is sodden and where, but I don't think that particular variable, uh, you know, a good rain shower the day before, is in it. It might help Seb Ogier, but the thing that will help Seb Ogier is first on the road more than anything else is the fact that he's on the Seb Ogier farewell tour. Uh, <laughs> and he knows he's not coming back apart from sort of guest appearances for people who want to pay him, uh, who have more money than cents, let's put it that way. So he's on the farewell tour and he is going to win this championship, whatever, because he's not coming back next year. Um yeah. so, can,
1: uh, can, can we just leap around can we just sorry John just sorry to interrupt you can we Because there's no rhyme or reason how we do this. Right. Can we just leap around just a little bit, just on that, with regards to you know Seb's uh, farewell tour as it were and obviously sporadic appearances next year. Um do you think part of the high and eye announcement, which is Ryan and I discussed a little bit last week, with obviously tying down um Thierry and Oit Do you think some of that was towards, you know, perhaps Toyota making overtures towards them already because they know full well they're not going to have, you know, a full time next year?
0: Bound bound to be, bound to be. And I also... Wondered whether uh, Elvin might go and talk to No because they were interested in him three or four years ago, I think, in the non-don years. But he wouldn't go because they were only offering a one-year contract. Um, because this um, unbelievable ma- mood and frame of mind that Seb Elgier is in, I don't think we've seen him this way since you know the VW years. Is the thing that Elvin can't crack. I don't think anybody will be able to crack this year. And that is, you know, I'm not here next year this is the last time i'm doing it it's a very powerful motivating factor that helps him concentrate even more and t- makes his c- just a one percent here and there and that's the difference as we saw at the end of croatia um just that one percent that that bloody mindedness is enough for him to say i don't care that you know there's puddles all through this stage i'm saboji i don't care that this uh, you know the uh, the stage is too hot road temperature is too hot for the hard tire I'm Seb um, and I don't care that there's a policeman stood in front of the <laughs> car. I'm Seb oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, is that. there is that.
1: And there it is. Yeah. There is the elephant in the room. Well done, Ryan. Champion yeah. for an um, into the conversation. And it's,
0: it's ironic when um, one of my other memories is doing the interview with Seb Ogier in 2016 when Chris Meek was winning in Portugal. Uh, I think Ogier won the Lusada on the Thursday night and then Chris just took over in one of those guest spots of the uh, Chris Meek tour I'll just pop in here with the DS3 oh look at that I'm 45th on the road and I just happened to have the sweet spot and I beat everybody else and that really really wound up Seb Ogier that Citroen should do this and should bring Chris Meek in and he couldn't even finish second I think because Mickelson finished second um, and you know Chris was was great then he said it's got nothing to do with road position it's a strong car strong team strong drive lardy. Are. Um, and ve- when you get Seb in that frame of mind, he's beatable. But at the moment, he's not in that frame of mind at all. I don't think there's anything that w- that's winding you up because he's saying to himself, I'm on my way, chaps. You can fight among yourselves next year. This one's mine.
1: Do you know what? I think you're, i think he's more than half right, John, to be honest with you. I think he's more than half right. Um, right. Right. Uh, just 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 following on we I know we talked about a little bit about this last week and, and obviously one wasn't with us but um images as well um it's almost like there's been a a, a a plan um from Hyundai obviously to release information in the right order and obviously the, there was the imagery of, of of their test mule as well over the last week or so that's come out.
2: Yeah, so we've seen both Toyota and and Hyundai test test cars now and uh, you know, it's, it, it is interesting because obviously a few weeks ago there wasn't a firm commitment from Hyundai. They were going to be way behind on development because they hadn't received their kits and they hadn't signed up to getting their hybrid kit. And, and lo and behold, they're out testing virtually at the same time as everybody else. So, I think in the background they've obviously been uh, been working away quite hard on on that car. And and yeah, like we said, it's it, they've now put a line in the sand it's a firm commitment to the world championship going forwards um signed their uh, their driver lineup um cars developing the same rate as everybody else's um but just to just to come back to what what john just mentioned there i mean i think there's two things with with sebogia like like john just mentioned the fact that he wants to win this last championship he's determined to win this last championship but i actually thought about that looking at this rally i thought Okay, he's, he's first on the road um, assuming it dries out that's probably a disadvantage this will just be a Seb Auger building a world championship rally um, he, he may win but I think there's a good chance he won't uh, and he won't care because he knows how to build a championship better than anybody and this will be a, a rally I think where he'll be on the podium um, may not win but knows that it'll count heavily towards his World Championship.
0: Yeah, and if he finishes second or third and bags the whole power stage, he says to himself, that's the best damage limitation I've got. You know, I really haven't lost too much to whoever's won. The question is how far he falls on the Friday morning if he does fall, and the damp, if there is any damp in the road, then that might help him a little bit. But, you know, he's he's Sevogia, and I think if you want to see a comparison to, you know, what can happen... To a young, experienced driver first on the road, then look at Croatia.
1: Yep, I think we're I think we're going to get a far steadier um, a far steadier um, Cali Rovenpera and Perra this weekend. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder how that conversation went back. 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 I, I can't imagine Yari Matty giving anybody a hard time, but <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing someone must have uh, perhaps had a word in his ear about it.
0: Yeah. He goes and gets the uh, popular mafia to take him out into the forest (laughs) and take the map off him and say, "You can find your own way home, son."
2: I, uh, I actually think we might not, you know. I think he's he's young enough that he's confidence, you know, he's got good confidence in his own own abilities. I think we have to, you know, remember the fact that he's what is he still 19 years old? I don't even think he's 20 years old yet. Uh, That was going to happen. It was going to happen sooner or later. They didn't sign him for his consistency. They signed him for his speed. I think they'll have said, look, that wasn't wasn't good, was it? Learn from it. Move on. Be fastest on the first stage in Portugal.
1: Hmm. And would you like a cheeky wager on that,
0: Ryan <laughs> Well, I don't, I
2: don't know about him being fastest, but I, I think we'll still see a very strong Cali pair player this, this weekend.
0: Yeah, he'll be uh, fifth on the road, which probably isn't too bad. Mm. Um, Um,
2: well well, why not because you lost the last one tony and i still haven't seen the money for that bet so uh, yeah it might as well be double or quits well
1: i was just going to say if we do double or quits then it's just going to save you know you know bank fees and everything else that's all i was thinking of because obviously in the current climate ryan champion i can't cross that far across the country to 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 obviously come and see you so you know it would be you know without getting into kind of crypto coin and stuff like that which we obviously we don't want to get into for our bets is it worth doing double of quits? I just send me one Bitcoin. I don't mind. Just one. Uh, just just one. Yeah, Here, yeah.
0: Here's one for you while you sort out your your money argument. Um Adrian Formo is he actually? Is he going to be in? Uh... Yeah, he's in a World Cup. He is, isn't he? Yes, got- yeah, he's got a second oh. run in the World Cup. Just as we talk about the Frenchman on, uh, uh, coming to the next round of his world tour, you know, could this be the next Frenchman that uh, arrives? And uh, let me think, Craig's not going to be there, is he? So uh, Takamoto will be. Maybe somewhere 7th, 8th on the road might suit Adrian Formo just perfectly. I don't know, he's got Gus behind him. Might be Danny Sordo. Sordo's back. He'd be sort of ninth or tenth. Could be something like that. But the, the difficult, the the, the, the thing you've got to look out for is how far Seb sinks if he does sink a tour on Friday, uh, and if anybody sinks further than him, if Elvin should go further or Thierry go further on that. Leaderboard on a front. There's, there's no service, is there, on Friday, which is another, you see, this is another variable. Tire management is going to be. How do you manage your car and how do you abuse it or not, knowing that you're carrying, probably carrying extra bits, Ryan, but not everything if you have a really bad one on Friday morning?
2: Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they might carry a little, a few more parts, guaranteed carry two spare tyres, that kind of thing, but, um, no, you're still, you're still going to bring the car home in one piece. Um, having said that, you know, I, I, we're dealing with such a high level of professionalism now with these drivers that um, I, I'm not sure they uh, they really treat it any differently. The, the, you know, the speed's such that, uh, that that you can't really. Somebody else will will go flat out if you don't. But um, they've just got to have it in the back of their mind that if they do do any damage, then then you know they could well be out for well out of the rally, effectively out for the day. This is Absolute Rally.
0: Whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team.
1: Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Can I just ask a question to both you? And I'm going to ask you first, John. Um you've just mentioned Adrian mm. Um We'd still be mentioning him if he wasn't French, wasn't he? <laughs> because it must be the weight of expectation from anybody that has a French flag next to their name. Yeah, exactly. We've seen, you know, um, yeah. we, 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 we will refer back, of course, to the classic Stefan Prevo episode where he talks about sitting with <laughs> some young French driver and um, how, he, how he thought he was uh, a Sebastian of sorts and he, he was nowhere near them and yeah. listen back folks I'm not going to go there um, but yeah in, in his own words he tells you quite categorically that um, yeah, yeah. the driver in question was nowhere as Sebastian even though he thought he was because he was French and um, I'm not saying this is the same for Adrian but we, we we all kind of jumped to conclusions that the next Frenchman you know and I think even who was the who who was it who had a year in the M Sport World Cup uh, quite recently yeah but, that French was Eric Camilli. Who, Eric, Eric Camilli,
2: who, yeah. was, <laughs> who was doing the rally in a, a rally two, oh, five, yeah. Yeah, ah, so, ah, yeah, rally two,
0: allegedly charmed his way into M and got that drive because he took Elaine and Malcolm out for dinner. <laughs> Elaine loved him so much, she said to Malcolm, "You've got to give that guy the drive." So Malcolm did because you know Malcolm's a sensible guy. Um, but what he didn't know was that. You know, Eric Camilli, as soon as he got up to anywhere near the rev limit, his eyes were out on sticks and uh, they didn't go back into his skull until he'd sort of finished his post-stage interview when he kind of used to look at Molly with his jaw slack and open so you could see his tonsils and his eyes out on sticks, as if to say I don't believe what I've just seen, but I'm never ever going to get rid of those images from the back of my mind again. <laughs> I, I, could tell, I could tell looking at him, I thought, Some, I, know, I don't know what your history is or how why you here or how you here? But no, I don't think
2: so. And and you're, you're right in what you say, though, Tony, because you know everybody quite, uh, you know, quite rightly lauds what the FFSA do with their young driver program, and uh, it's it's been a fantastic success with the you know the ogres of this world, the lobes of this world. But it's also struggled over the last few years to find the next one, and. Um, we won't go into the debate of whether it's right or wrong to do it, but the, there's been an awful lot of money invested in the uh, in the Leferbes and the Chardonnays and the Camillies that, that hasn't produced an next world champion. So it's yeah. it's certainly not foolproof. You know, you, you can get a fantastic driver, but until he's at the top line, he or she is at the top line in a top-level car and a top-level team, it's not until then when you see if they sink or swim.
1: Mm. And it is such a big, big jump, isn't it? I think this is the. I think this is the other thing as well is that you know I, I seem to remember you know and it's unfair just to keep saying Eric Camilli but he, he, he's 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 a good example I suppose in some ways but nothing personal against him but um you know very 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 quick and competent at you know what WRC two level um and I think that jump. I think, I don't think any of us understand it. And, you know, in all seriousness, and uh, you know, right, you, you've been around and you 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 were, you were quick at, you, you know, very quick at your level. And I've been around and I've done all right, so to speak, at the bits and pieces I've done. But it is, it's it, it, it's like, um, to me, I'll, can, I'll can use you me as an example. Can I just
2: pause ex- there? Can I just pause there? We'll use you as an example. Because your, your next rally, you've got a car, I, I'm not saying you're new to it, so, so that's fair enough, you're new to it. But you've got a car capable of winning the rally. Is that right? <laughs> Oops,
1: uh, roughly speaking.
2: What do you say it's capable of in the rally
1: with the right driver?
2: Yeah. Where did those kind of organisers seed you? Um,
1: they seeded me car seventy two. Yeah, I, it took me a long time to find you. No
2: disrespect. No, I, I was the same. entry But I was still like, mm, that's uh, okay. We we comfortable with that.
1: Um. Uh, I wasn't expecting to go here. <laughs> yes and no okay alright as you've asked me the question I'll, I'll answer it uh, and I'll answer it as honestly as I would if you we were having a p- personal conversation as it were Um I have very very low expectations of of where I'm going to be on this particular event and there's there's, there's 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 a couple of reasons one I have done probably three events on circuits in 20 years I don't do single venue circuit events as a rule because being brutally honest it's not what I aspired to do when I wanted to get into rallying. Okay, there it is. it's it's, it's it, There it is out there. I know that something like that might bite me on the bum next week or whatever, but I'm just being honest, and I'll still say it after the event. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if this was a forest event, uh, as an example, right, or, you know, a rally that, you know, the types of rallies we've been doing for for, for years, I probably would have been having a chat going, really, is that where you see, is, that, is this where you see how, how it's going down? But I think because the way those types of rallies run where you know there's going to be half a dozen cars or a dozen cars out on the stage and it's going to be wacky races to some degree and it's a big wide stage. Yes, there's a few naggery bits and everything else where you you could get balked. But um, I kind of squared the circle in my head that I was all right with it. Um, I wasn't going to kind of say too much. Um, But equally it has put a little bit of a fire in the belly as well.
2: Well, good. Good. And you're not alone. I have to say there's some, some very familiar names in unfamiliar starting positions. I would say.
1: Well, there's, there's a couple of lads who you will remember from way back in the day that I've, that have that kind of come back. I was trying to like Paul Wegsbury. Yeah. You know, yeah. Paul Wegsbury could go. Yeah, he you know, was very fast days. he was, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, and I think he's a couple of cars behind me.
0: Desbro, back of the class, uh, where yes. going with the car, Tony? What's this event you're talking about? I I'm It's the doing... first
2: round of the British Championship, John Desbro.
0: You're going to do that one?
1: Yeah, Alton Park uh, uh, in, a, in a Skoda Fabio
0: R5. Will you go to Wells and to the Christy Nick, as I call it, if you do? Yeah. You will?
1: I am going to do that. Where, I'm probably going to do that, though, in the R2 car. Right, um, because um, I am sponsoring part of the R two Junior Championship this year. Ah, Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to go there and try and support it. But um, cool. th- this has turned into a, a weird conversation. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting interviewed well, that, on my own well, podcast. I'm not yeah. how that works. I've
0: got to enter the conversation because I'm thinking of going to Bill's Wells as well.
1: Good. Well, please come join us. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I'll, I'll, I'll also be looking through. The, um, the showroom glass there at North Road Garage at Jason Pritchard's place where uh, unfortunately my car is still hasn't arrived there yet so I'll be gazing through the showroom window at Yaris GR's and knowing that none of them are mine. Yeah, I
2: was just thinking the very same, that they will all be safely locked up that day or that weekend or, or even off-site somewhere hidden.
1: No one's no one's getting a test drive, are no, they?
2: No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs>
1: what a brilliant image that is whatever just just loads of people randomly queued up waiting to do a test drive uh at jason prickyard's place i love it i love it i love it um so where which was is we a toyota go?
2: garage across the road from the service park for anybody not
1: uh,
2: <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. familiar with the area
1: i have to say as well john and yeah. this is very much from your your time you you just mentioned obviously going to to, to, to be with wells my my uh, deep love affair would go into gb service areas um 15 20 years ago whatever it worked out now was i used to get um i used to get um i rent a house not far from the stages and it was a 30 minute drive to go and i used to go to all the late night services uh up you with wells and wander around the cow sheds looking at all the servicing uh in the early 2000s it was as it would have been um was i used to i I used to go on my own i used to love it genuinely uh, you know people may think that's sad but i used to love going and i didn't know anybody really so i used to keep my head down it wasn't like i was getting any kind of hospitality or anything like that i used to just Mm. go and soak it all in probably would have been actually probably more than 20 probably 22 23 years ago maybe Mm. late 90s
0: could be else police need to know about that um, yeah. If you're going to carry on doing that, I was my only um, uh, thought on service uh, areas for Rally GB was uh, a gag that was half decent. I used to tell people at the time. Uh, when they said to me, where would you go on this thing called the World Rally Championship? And I'd say, oh, well, we start in the glamour and glitz of Monte Carlo. And then we get deep into the white, white snow of Sweden. And then I'll go through the list of, you know, all the places we go. The speed of Finland, you know, the exotica of Argentina. we go to Australia and New Zealand. And I'll build a, sort of, try and build a picture in their mind. And then we finish at a landfill site on Junction 42 of the M4, where they used to smelt aluminium. Um, and uh, Belindra, yeah. And uh, it always used to tickle me that after all the places where that we went to, we ended up <laughs> a landfill site in South Wales, just off the M4. And for a long while, that was what I thought a Wales Rally GB service park always looked like. Um, thankfully, it improved. We went to D side, which was much much better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I can remember working on. Working on, it's when I was working with the PWRC's teams, um, which would have been early 2005, 2006, maybe around then. And when it was the service parks were down, down next, and the service park was in three different places, which was an absolute ball ache um they weren't that far apart but you just you, you were crossing streets and stuff because they were all kind of split out and it was uh, yeah and trying to direct container drivers to put workshop containers down in car parks that all you had was a photograph from above and it was next <laughs> you just have to put the container next to that lamppost there this lamppost no not that lamppost that lamppost there yeah that's how the conversation used to go back in the day anyway we said we we massively digress um we've done that so,
2: podcasts i wouldn't worry
1: but, yeah, true. And that's true. what we do, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no script. It's, <laughs> like, anybody's actually going to crash the car, listeners just go, what? Oh, there's no not- script?
0: I was just going to say, we didn't go through this in the rehearsal, did we? Um.
1: <laughs> um, it's, it feels like ages since I've done this, but I'm going to ask you for you, you, your top three, boys. I haven't done this for ages. I've just realised. Yeah. Brian Champion, your top three for Rally Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Um.
2: I, after, after all that we said about him struggling with the Hyundai, I think it's getting to make or break time for Oytanak. And I think we might see a fighting drive from Oytanak. From so I, I'm going to go Oitanak for the win. Um, I am going to go with Elvin Evans second, and I'm going to go Sebastien Auger, third.
1: Uh, <laughs> right, I'm going to come back to that in a second, and I'll explain why I just giggled. Uh, John Desbra
0: Yeah, I'm not seeing I'm going second instead of third. I'm not left with too many uh, options, but... But... Um, Seb won't win it there we go that's that's one thing I'm pretty sure if he won't win it but he'll be on the podium and he'll perform his normal damage limitation in the power stage and make up any points that he's missed right, you see until Ryan said Oitanic, I was thinking Oit or Kalla would be the strongest if the variable of the road conditions plays that bigger role and somewhere there in the starting order is going to come the winner but then you've got to keep if you take the lead you've got to keep it which is why the performance that Chris put in in the DS3 all the way back in 2016 was so good because he took the lead and kept it and that and yeah, it sounds like common sense but you got to do it so I'm going to go here we go this is what we're going to do Nerville Tanak Ogier
1: so is that Nerville for the win
0: Nerville for the win Tanak second Ogier on the podium it's very okay difficult to see past that I right, know Danny's Danny's there for this one and uh, you know, for a quote-unquote tarmac specialist, he always enjoys this one. But I don't think... I don't think... Yeah, I'll go with that. Nervil, Tannock Ogier. There's nothing cool. involved, by the way.
1: Before, <laughs> before... This is a surprise, John. Um, before um, before I asked you, Ryan Champion, I wrote down my top three, which was... Sebastian Ogier third, Elvin Evans second, Noi Tannock <laughs> to win. <laughs> So there you go there you go so I was on I was very much on the same page so i I am genuinely looking forward to it obviously it's also around uh of the juniors um no it's not yes yeah, it, yeah, is. it is yeah, yeah. 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 I just I just had a moment there where I, I I'm sure I've seen pictures of our John out there doing doing media stuff um obviously we've got our own John Armstrong Phil Phil Hall out there following his win on Croatia hopefully you can keep that going. we will catch up with John. Um, after the events as well obviously um, Chris uh, Chris Ingram also in WRC3 we wish him all the best we will grab a, catch up with Chris not just in future you know, Andre Vries Boas who who's um, <laughs> a football manager and it's well covered so
0: don't talk yeah, to Chelsea just, and Spurs fans about him
1: <laughs> yeah I know I know he wasn't particularly yeah didn't he he, he, has he he never actually played professional football I'm sure it was one of those ones uh,
0: where? No, but then you know neither did uh, did Mourinho play professional football. I'm trying to think. You know, Bobby Charlton never made a great football manager. I don't think that normally follows. But uh, mm. um, he was never. It was very amusing to see him standing next to his car, uh, puffing out his chest because he never quite made it in the Premier League.
2: Just uh, nope. just a little bit of a, an update on John Armstrong. I was messaging John John this week during the, the recce and uh, obviously he was talking about how, how muddy it was, uh, but thought it would probably dry out, but uh, we'll wait and see. He said the stages are, are absolutely fantastic, but we'll be very tough on a, on a rally. What are we? Rally 4 car, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Had to think about that. Anyway, um, it will be tough on a junior car. Uh, they do cut up. Portugal's known for cutting up, so he uh, says car pre- preservation will be uh, will be quite important. And he has done the rally before, but he's making all his notes from scratch because it's. Uh, I think it was five years since he was there the last time.
1: Okay. There's, it's also it's also a round of the um, the Peugeot Rally uh, Iberia Cup. Uh, Rory Bell. He's also doing BRC this year. Uh, new co-driver Gareth Parry. Uh, wish him all the very best. Lovely lad. Spent some time with him a few months ago, uh, and his old man. And uh, wish him the very, very best of luck with that. Anyway, we w- we will probably get Rory on at some point. We should probably get him on. But still, there you go, um, John. Yes. Uh, we we, norm- we we normally get to the point where we we say, have we have, have any of us got any other business yes. now? Ryan Champion, because he's studious in every every sense of the yes. word, will have. Um, proper any other business. Now, I'm not saying you're lackadaisical, John, um, (laughs) but I'm going to guess that you probably haven't got any other business. But what I will allow you to do is hawk yourself (laughs) accordingly uh, because obviously your dulcet tones, even though you're not on the podcast every week, people do still hear about your book on our podcast (laughs) most (laughs) weeks. But of course, there's a follow-up. Yeah, you're
0: very kind. A follow-up is being written... And uh, it'll, it's available in three parts. The second part is all about Corsica and for the princely sum of 299, if you look up John J. O n Desborough on uh, Amazon for Kindle, you can download it for 299 and that's the latest book. I thought we're missing Corsica, I'm missing Corsica. I need a story that revolves around tires and brakes and something going very wrong. So I wrote one in uh, in absence of Corsica and that's on Kindle. Um, that's about all I got you know mate, you're absolutely quite, you call me perfectly
1: uh, well it's it's quite funny I've just realised now now you've mentioned Corsica that my experience in the Privy Club was in Corsica it wasn't Cyprus yeah. Cyprus was Don't a different story up to
0: that. half the story did I ever tell I changed the location just in case somebody was
1: yeah no, that, that, it was Corsica and it wasn't Cyprus something else happened in Cyprus which you'll stay away from Anyway, um, Brian Chapman, you're any other business for this week? You can't tell half a story, can you? Crying out loud.
2: Um, all right, I'll save you your blushes. Thanks, um, not really any other business. It's linked to, uh, to what we've been talking about, but... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, Rally Portugal is is a classic. It's got heritage, as John Desborough would say. And uh, and I was looking down a stage list, and and I saw um, some iconic stage names, which is great. That's what I love about going to going to legendary,
1: yes, legendary,
2: and a legendary stage called Arganil. <laughs> oh. Now Arganil, I thought Argonil that sticks in my mind. Why does that stick in my mind? And and I uh, eventually put two and two together. And there was an interview somewhere by Walter Roll. And uh, Walter Roll always went quite well in Portugal, but his teammate Marco Len went very well. And we're going back all the way to 1980 when they were driving Fiat 131 Baths. The Argonil stage was 42 kilometers and it ran for the first time at 2 minutes to 11 at night. It ran for the second time at 2.24 the following morning. And... Walter Roll was, you talk about studious, I mean, Walter Roll was the ultimate professional in his day. He studied everything. And in those days of world championship rallying, there was no limit on practice on events like Portugal. They could drive the stages over and over and over again. And he made sure he memorized the Argonil stage, all 42 kilometers of it, because he thought it would be a key stage and it would be in the dark. Not only was it dark, it was foggy. And Walter Roll was fastest of that forty two kilometre stage by three minutes forty-eight seconds from Beyond Valdegard and four minutes forty over teammate Marco Len. Even when they ran it later on at two in the morning, he still took another two minutes
0: off Marco Len. Boy. Wow. Back in the day when men were men. Men
1: were men and um sheep were sheep. God. There you go. Yeah. Am I allowed to say I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Okay. Um my only the business, Brian Champion, is, uh, I'm actually, this is where I'm going to, I am actually going to say, I'm going to say, cue the music, because uh, my only other business, I am slightly cheating, I wanted to do something on um, our Play Your Cars Right quiz. Now, um, John Desper has not seen this yet, um, I, will, I will send it to him, because um, we're going to try and get all our, our, our at least all our, our all our guest presenters and some of our guests to do this last time we did a quiz we had uh yari Matti Lafala and craig green and it was right up their street and uh, they got involved craig green was the only one who got 100 right i think out of the two of them yari Matti struggled with it so that's how tough uh, rally anoraks have got to be so we've had answers in from dave the badger bertie redfern tom lord um Quentin james Yako palm um, I'm not going to tell you whether you're right or wrong because you could then tell somebody else and tell somebody else and um, the way it's going to work in the play your cars right is that at the end of the season we will do the draw with all the correct answers and uh, we will go from there so um that's play your Cards right keep 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 working at it if you think you've got it um we will but that said we are going to take your your first answer we'll put an answer in for your wife there you go get your wife to enter so to speak <laughs> Um, I realised I could have went somewhere else there, and I won't say anything about don't enter your wife, get your wife to enter, but I won't because that's anyway. Moving on. I think MP,
0: so, so, what do you want?
1: That's it. Thanks, John. That's <laughs> it. Um, right. I think I think we're ready for Rally Portugal.
0: Yeah,
1: I think we're yeah. there. I think we're, I think we're in the zone. Um, I, I'm assuming you're you're getting yourself all genned up now, ready, John, for. For coverage, etc., yeah, etc. You know,
0: price of a superbot, that sort of stuff. Uh, fish available <laughs> down at the harbour. Uh, you know, do you want eggs and onions in with your fish in the um, in the stew? All, all, all those vital questions. Um, I'm trying to find answers to as we speak.
1: Good man, good man. Uh, Rank champion. Um, are, are you uh, are you poised? Are you excited? Are you going to have all live on? How are you going to watch I it? I
2: will be watching it over the weekend. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and
1: y- you know, one thing you can
2: guarantee is that none of us will have the top three correct
1: <laughs> 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 if if word ever gets out if and you know we know some some drivers and co-drivers have listened to the podcast in the past it will get to the point soon where if anybody ever met sense it to any of the drivers kind of you know fighting at the at the, at the real sharp end where they will maybe there will be and corruption not for us to use them in our predictions maybe yeah <laughs> maybe that it'll go down but anyway there you go Um, that's it boys thank you very much for your time I hope you enjoy um, the coverage of Rally Portugal I hope you enjoy also voicing it John I hope you enjoy watching it Ryan as I will Um, and um, keep your competition answers coming in for as I say play your cards right and we'll be back at the same time same place in the podcast next week
0: Absolute Rally powered by the Keel the Works team spread the word and download the podcast every week